namaskar which means i see myself in all of you being here today is very special to me as south africa is the very place where mahatma gandhi showed the world a new path of nonviolence many of you may be aware of his message on nonviolence but less aware of his views on environment gandhi said the earth the air the land and the water are not an inheritance from our forefathers but on loan from our children so we have to hand over to them at least as it was handed over to us i come from chennai a rapidly growing city in south india where the growth of it parks spurs the development for shopping malls leading to a consumerist society with very little regard for environment this is in stark contrast to the fishing villages where we work hand pumping their drinking water having power cuts 10 hours a day yet living in harmony with nature by the sea and depending on the ocean for their livelihoods these people relate to our sea turtle conservation programs because they understand that their livelihoods depends entirely on the ocean as henley said earlier i was drawn to the ocean as a child my childhood quest to know the purpose of my life led me to study indian philosophy which explained how i should see myself in all beings this revelation has paved the way for my environmental work one morning in december 2001 as i was walking along the seashore of a fishing village near my home i saw something large washed ashore i was curious to know what it was and i walked towards it not wanting to disturb it it was a large dead sea turtle on taking a closer look i noticed the injuries on the dead sea turtle and i asked the young fisherman nearby how had this turtle died they said the turtles get entangled in the trawl nets of mechanized boats during the breeding season which is between december to march each year upset about this news i sat on the beach thinking then i remembered dr jane goodall's words that each and every individual can make a difference from a television program i had previously seen then and there i decided what i could do to prevent the death of many more sea turtles i'm an artist by profession with a doctorate in philosophy i just had no idea about the life of sea turtles i was eager to learn and i set about trying to learn as much as i could about these amazing creatures i learned that sea turtles have been swimming our oceans for millions of years and they play a very important role in the marine ecosystem they swim vast distances and return to nest on beaches and they play a very important role in the marine food web and so are good indicators of the health and the wealth of our oceans bridging the gap between land and sea once abundant throughout the world's oceans 
Sadly today, sea turtles face numerous threats from indiscriminate fishing practices, poaching of adult turtles and eggs for consumption, loss of habitat through coastal development, beach erosion and pollution. Our turtles in Indian waters too face all these threats. The first conservation efforts on the southeast Indian coast were started in 1972 by noted herpetologist and good friend Romulus Viteka. Romulus then recorded about 100 nests per kilometer along the Chennai coast. Our offshore waters were feeding grounds for juvenile hawksbill and green turtles. Adult olive ridleys pass through these waters en route to the mass nesting beaches which are further up in Orissa. In 2002, I learned that we had already lost an astonishing 90% of our sea turtle populations. It was imperative that we need to preserve the few remaining turtles and their habitats. It was obvious that extensive outreach was to be organized for both the fishing communities and the general public. Scientists believe that only one out of thousand hatchlings that reach the water will survive to reproduce. So turtles have to be protected at every stage of their life cycle. Here I had an insight. Maybe if we reached out to the community, they would reach out to me. My mission had begun. I wanted to share this knowledge with the young fishermen whom I had met in the village where I first saw the dead turtle. If local sea turtle conservation had to be a sustainable program, the fishermen had to be involved. So, I took the message to them saying, your livelihoods and the lives of the turtle are inextricably linked. I convinced five young fishermen to come along with me for an environmental education program to the Madras Crocodile Bank Trust. They in turn convinced a dozen others to join in. At the end of the workshop, as I hoped, they volunteered to protect the sea turtles if I would train them in conservation methods. Thus was born our first sea turtle protection force. The following nesting season, I involved myself in late night and early morning turtle patrols with the help of the young fishermen. As I walked my way back through the communities and by their homes, I got involved with the whole community. I observed their needs and saw that they paid very little attention to health and hygiene. I grew in my own awareness. I realized that conservation and community development go hand in hand. Only if we cared for their well-being would they be involved in conservation. It had to be an integrated community-based conservation program. This is our long late night and early morning patrol. I networked with companies and individuals who could empower them. Alternative income generating programs were organized to enhance their livelihoods. Medical camps 
and safety at sea programs were provided by the Indian Coast Guard. Distribution of children's bedding kits and after-school programs were organized. The local communities were unaware of the protection laws for sea turtles and there was rampant poaching of eggs and other consumption in certain areas. Therefore, awareness programs were organized jointly with the Forest Department and the Fisheries Department in every village. Sea turtles are a species on which many other ocean life forms depend. Community members did not understand this, nor did they care for the turtles. They felt that turtles had no commercial value and are of no use to them. Over time, they came to appreciate the turtles' role in the marine ecosystem. They were amazed by the fact that female turtles returned back to nest on the same beach that they emerged from, similar to an Indian daughter returning home for childbirth, as is our tradition in India. Nesting turtles became daughters of the village, as a fisherman told me then. So we understood that people, when people realized the importance of turtles, they would truly be protected. And so with education and outreach in mind, we tailored our awareness programs to suit various different audiences. As an artist, I used communication methods which were fun and exciting, like this is the community getting involved in the conservation program, and sand model competitions, street theaters, music and dance, this was at the wharf, turtle floats, and marine marches to encourage them to take the conservation message to heart. One day during my early outreach and education program in the fishing village, a young man spoke encouraging words to me. Here is what he said. By involving sea turtle conservation, protecting turtles, releasing hatchlings is my way of thanking the ocean. That left me overwhelmed. His name is Pugalarasan. He has been volunteering with the Sea Turtle Protection Force from then on. He trains new members and inspires others to give back to the sea as he has done. Today, we have many dedicated and passionate volunteers who breathe life into the program with their energy and vision. When I visited one of the fishing villages just the day before I came here, a fisherman walked up to me and narrated his story on how he and his crew cut the net and released a turtle that was entangled in their net. His face lit up as he told me that it took 10 to 15 minutes to cut the net and release the turtle. They were very happy to see the turtle take a deep breath and swim away safely and unharmed. Actions like this give us the strength and hope to carry on in spite of all the hurdles we need to cross in community-based conservation.
Tree Foundation, the NGO I started in 2002, uses the olive ridley sea turtles to promote marine conservation as a whole. As the olive ridley is a flagship species, our conservation efforts, we believe, benefit other sea turtles and their habitats too. By networking and providing workshops and education and awareness programs to all the stakeholders, we hope that we would positively influence policymakers on larger conservation issues, involve the community in gear, restrictive gear management, and gain local support for seasonal fishery closure at sea. We have been and are continuing to spread our awareness on the land-ocean connection and are now striving to protect all endangered marine species. We also reach out to the larger community as Dr. Jane Goodall's Roots and Shoots Voluntary Coordinator for India. We are networking with more than 50,000 students on various different eco-programs. Programs such as water body restoration, medicinal plant conservation and marine mammal conservation. Research, I feel, is key to empowering stakeholders. I was fascinated when I learned about satellite tracking of sea turtles. I visualized tagging the nesting turtles that came to nest on our beach and getting as many people as possible involved in the conservation program. We became the first NGO to satellite tag sea turtles in India in order to provide insight to the conservation managers on the migration routes and the foraging areas of our sea turtles. This gives policymakers the tools and data necessary to enforce fishing regulations and to reduce the destruction of whatever is caused by indiscriminate fishing practices before they become irreversible. Protection of nesting turtles and eggs alone is not enough. We must protect sea turtles at sea and reduce their level of bycatch in all fisheries. This way, hopefully, we may save many more sea turtles. We have taken steps to involve trawl fishers in our conservation efforts, as hundreds of adult turtles needlessly die each year during the breeding season. This January, for the first time in the country's history, we brought together the Trawl Boat Welfare Association, the Fisheries Association, the Fisheries Department and, and the Forest Department to develop a program on how to release turtles safely into the sea. We applied how to release turtle stickers on every trawler. After five long years of persistence, when some of the trawler workers walked up to us and voluntarily asked us for stickers. I was speechless. Their change in attitude, which has come about through much hard work, has only encouraged us further. Yet, we have a long way to go as we get them to design and use an indigenous turtle excluder device to allow the safe escape of turtles from shrimp nets. Getting the communities 
and the various government departments to work together has been and can be a challenging task. It is during the more difficult times that I remember the first time I saw a baby turtle emerge from the sand and go towards the sea. It crawled across the beach, fell into a footprint and tried hard, got out and then got caught in an old slipper discarded on the beach. It crawled out and reached the water finally. It was then a first wave hit the turtle and turned it upside down. I ran towards the hatchling but before I could reach it, it turned and oriented itself towards the sea and headed straight in. That little hatchling changed my thinking forever. It made me realize that whatever hardships one may come across in life, one should never give up. There was no turning my back on the plight of the turtles. I used to wonder why so many people in my country failed to understand the importance of conservation. I started observing rampant fishing, overfishing, indiscriminate fishing practices and the destruction that was happening to the coastal ecosystems and the turtle nesting beaches. People simply did not understand that we were all connected. It made me realize that if people understood that the ocean is where we get our three basic needs, air, water and food, people would surely care. The ocean gives us 70% of the air we breathe, indirectly much of the water we drink and is the main food source for over 1 billion people. People are not uncaring, they are just unaware. We need to reach out to as many people to help them understand the interconnectedness of our lives with that of the ocean. The land-ocean connection is the cornerstone of our conservation program. My journey with the turtles has taken me to magnificent turtle habitats, marine institutions and aquariums in different parts of the world and I have met many conservationists, biologists, scientists, people from all walks of life who all have one thing in common, a shared passion and desire to preserve our oceans. India has a rich and varied cultural heritage, a country with more than 7,500 kilometers of coastline. Yet, we do not have a modern aquarium to draw the attention of people of all ages. People so much in need of a connection with the ocean. People cannot understand and protect what they cannot see. I dream of a place where people can see, touch, feel, be moved by and rediscover the compassion for the earth and understand that what lies around and under the ocean surrounds us and it's what sustains us. Surely a country with 17% of the world's population 
needs this facility and resource. I believe that it could be an integral part of the work of saving our environment. Being here at this TEDx Sea Point talk and listening to so many amazing speakers has been a momentous experience. I am encouraged to truly believe that each and every one of us has the ability to make a difference. It is our collective responsibility to take whatever action we can now. Although it is late, we still can fix the problems we face. We must all work together. We are the guardians of this precious and fragile blue planet for future generations of all living beings. Let us learn to make small lifestyle changes and live simple so that many people, flora and fauna, can simply live. Thank you.